Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 21st of August, the 233rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Are you well? I do hope so. I've been off traveling a bit around France. I was down south at the Mediterranean Sea in the Var region, not too far from Saint-Tropez. We go there every summer with a group of friends and have a wonderful time swimming in the sea and doing just about nothing. Then we headed up north to Brittany, where my husband's family has a summer house on the Atlantic, which is way too cold for this old southerner to swim in, but my husband and daughter love it. There were 14 of us there, and my sweet parents-in-law were very happy to have all their chicks in the familial nest. We don't do much there either. We eat a lot of seafood, read, and just kind of stare at the ocean. It's nice, but then it is a bit difficult to come back and get used to the hurry-hurry pace of this lovely big city after three weeks of being a completely lazy blob. As I predicted, I could not figure out how to post the shows I left behind for you on Facebook from my mobile phone. So, I hope you heard them all via our website. Three lovely music shows, and if you didn't get to them via our website, rfienglish.com, they're all up on Facebook now. You really can't miss Erwan's overview of Cuban music program it's a real winner. Gajananam Buddha Ganadhi Sevidam Kabitha Jambu Bhalasarabhakshitam. So, what's going on around the world? The people in Keralam State in India are in the middle of celebrating Onam, a 10 day ancient Hindi festival. Mohammed Shamim, the president of the Golden Eagles RFI Club in Keralam State, wrote this about Onam. In our state, people celebrate many festivals. Among them, Onam is the most important, and as a child, the Onam festival holidays are the happiest. It's celebrated every year during the month of Chingam in our traditional state calendar, and usually falls during August or September in the Gregorian calendar. There are many arrangements to be made before the start of Onam. Everyone's courtyard will be decked with flowers, and the entrances to temples are decorated with rangoli, which are like flower mats. Several varieties of flowers of differing tints are pinched into little pieces to design and decorate patterns on the floor. There's a mythical story behind this, the story of the King Maveli or Mahabali. He's described in early Hindu history as a benevolent and generous king who ruled without discrimination and his people were honest, healthy, and happy under his rule. 
He's considered one of a group of seven immortals. According to Hindu mythology, Vishnu, one of the principal deities in Hinduism, allowed Mahabali to return to earth every year. Onam is celebrated to mark his yearly homecoming. Mohammed continues, clubs and organizations conduct competitive sports and games. There are distributions of prizes and common food serving. And at night, there's entertainment, like the traditional Pulikali dance, which features performers painted like tigers in bright yellow, red, and black. At home, the Tirova Tirakali, the traditional dance form of Keralam State, is held. We believe that King Mahabali will be enjoying these celebrations. And I hope you are too, Mohammed. Happy Onam. Listeners, you can see photos of the floral Rangoli decorations which Mohammed sent on the Sound Kitchen and the English Club's Facebook pages. Thanks for all the information, Mohammed. Hello, I am Devakamal Hazarika from India. You are listening to The Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby is cooking. It's yummy. And tomorrow in India is Rakshabandhan, a day dear to my heart as it celebrates the bond between brothers and sisters. Sisters tie a raki, a red bracelet or thread, around the wrist of their brother and receive in return a promise from the brother to always protect and love them. The lovely thing about Rakshabandhan is that this brother-sister bond doesn't have to be just blood family members. It's also celebrated between close friends and cuts across caste and class lines and Hindu and Muslim divisions. I send a raki every year to my brother Srinivas Nomula in Hyderabad. Srinu, I sure hope my raki got to you. If not, you know that you have a spiritual raki from me. It's just India all around today. Speaking of brothers and sisters, my beloved Tangachi, my little sister Adita Putika from Tamil Nadu, is coming to Paris. She won the EPOP video contest sponsored by our Planet Radio Department here at RFI last year, and we finally can get her over here. She'll be here on the 2nd of September for about 10 days, an all-expenses-paid trip listeners with camera equipment as presents, and I can hardly wait to finally meet her in person and have her co-host the Sound Kitchen. Wouldn't you like to come to Paris, too? Enter our EPOP competition, and maybe next time it'll be you on the plane to Paris. Travel safely, my Tangachi. Boy, are we ever going to spoil you. Coming up, the Sound Kitchen mailbag and music from Air One. But first, the quiz. On the 10th of July, I asked you a question about the environment and the French Senate. 
President Emmanuel Macron, in an attempt to appease criticism that he's not doing enough for the environment, wanted to organize a referendum about adding a clause to the French Constitution which would guarantee the fight against climate change. But the Senate voted against holding a referendum, so that's pretty much the end of that. To hold a referendum in France, both the General Assembly, the lower house of parliament, and the Senate must agree. In David Coffey's article, French Senate Blocks Referendum on Climate Change, he explained who was responsible for the proposed environmental clause, and you were to tell me who that was. The answer is the Citizens Climate Convention, a group of 150 citizens created by President Macron. To represent the diversity of French society, the members were all drawn by lottery. The convention's mandate is to define a series of measures to reduce, by at least 40%, greenhouse gas emissions by 2030, compared to 1990, in a spirit of social justice. The winners of the quiz are... RFI Listeners Club members Mr. S.J. Agbula from Akiti State in Nigeria, Mr. Radhakrishna Pillai N. from Kerala State in India, and Jayanta Chakrabarti from New Delhi, also in India. Hailing from Manshan City in China, there's RFI English listener Mr. Li Ming, and last but not least, faithful listener Malik Ala Bachaya Kokar from the Sangat Radio Listeners Club in Muzaffargarh, Pakistan. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. This past Monday, the Zambia Electoral Commission announced the winner of the presidential poll, which was held on the 12th. The opposition candidate won, the current president conceded the election, and the president-elect will be inaugurated this coming Tuesday, the 24th. But you already know all this because you read the news on our website every day, right? So, an easy question, or rather, three easy questions. What is the name of Zambia's president-elect? What is the name of his political party? And by what percentage of the vote did he win, according to the Zambia Electoral Commission? Again, send me the name of Zambia's next president, send me the name of his political party, and send me the percentage of votes he won. I've posted our article, Latest President-Elect Calls on All Zambians to Repair the Country on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages to help you with the answer. You have until the 13th of September to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on September 18th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone 
dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI club membership number. Susan Owensby, The Sound Kitchen, Radio France International. RFI Listeners Club member to welcome Rifat Jamail Usafzai from Dhaka, Bangladesh. Rifat wrote, Recently, I've started listening to Shortwave again. I tried to catch RFI on Shortwave, but failed. So I started listening to RFI via the web and the mobile app, and I want to become a member of the RFI Listeners Club. And now you are, Rifat. Welcome. You too can be a member of the RFI Listeners Club. Just write to me at english.service at rfi.fr and tell me you want to join and I'll send you a membership number. It's that easy. When you win a Sound Kitchen quiz as an RFI Listeners Club member, you receive a premium prize and you can join our Facebook page, the RFI Listeners Club page. You must ask to join the group. You must furnish your RFI Listeners Club membership number. I'll approve you, and then off you go. Refat, to be sure you join in. Wow, I can't believe that. Tuta celebrating you guys. Yes. Radio France International, you guys are doing great. I love you. This is Gulugod, the CEO of Gulugod Oil and Gas Limited from Nigeria, calling from Abuja. Wow, wishing you guys from Abuja. I love you. Keep doing the good work. Keep doing the good work. Keep giving us the news. Blasting, keep blasting, keep blasting. I love you, I love you. Thank you. the Sound Kitchen mailbag, I told you this show is India, India, India today. The country celebrated its 75th anniversary of independence from Britain last Saturday, and RFI Listeners Club member Jayanta Chakrabarti from New Delhi sent this letter. Dear Susan, on the 15th of August, India celebrated its 75th anniversary of independence. All Indians naturally are happy and delighted to enjoy freedom peace, and a democratic way of life. If we go back in history, one can see the amount of damage Britain caused to our country. The British colonized India in 1757 via the East India Company and stayed through 1947. Before British imperialism, India was doing very well and flourishing. Britain came to India for our profitable resources that enriched Britain and fueled its industrial revolution. 
They left India in 1947 amidst a civil war and a country in terrible shape, taking and using whatever resources they wanted, including the famed peacock throne and the 105-carat Kohinoor diamond that is still in the crown of Queen Elizabeth II. It's been recorded that when the British East India Company came, India had a share of 35% of the world's GDP and was a rich country, like France is today. When they left India in 1947, the share was reduced to 2% of the world's GDP, making India a pitiable poor state. So you can see the amount of damage Britain caused India. It's been estimated that India looted an amount of $48 trillion from India to make England rich during its 190 years of rule. Sigh. What wreckage colonialism and slavery created in so many countries. There was a letter from Egypt that came in while I was on vacation from Mohammed El Said Abd El Rahim, who lives in El Sharkia. Mohammed wrote, Dear friend Susan, ladies and gentlemen of Radio France International staff, greetings from Egypt and peace to all. And all thanks and appreciation to everyone who works to bring the voice of Radio France International to listeners and followers around the world. Especially in light of these difficult circumstances and the outbreak of the coronavirus. I followed the start of the Olympic Games in Tokyo and I followed the opening ceremony. I remembered as I followed this ceremony many moments I lived with Radio France International. Because, listeners, we used to send a correspondent, our wonderful Paul Myers over there. It is nice and interesting, Mohammed continues, to open the box of memories from time to time, especially if this box brings you together with a dear and loyal friend like Radio France International. Now we're following the competitions of the Olympic Games and we're following the champions from France, Egypt, and the Arab countries. I hope they will all reap many, many medals. All the best wishes to athletes from around the world. I thank you for the many windows that allow all those interested in France to see it and know its news. I'm always interested in all the windows through which Radio France International presents developments, news, and activities. I wish you continued success and progress, and until I meet you in an upcoming message, thanks and appreciation. Thanks and appreciation to you too, Mohammed. Sultan Sarkar, the president of the Shetu RFI fan club in Naugaon, Bangladesh, checked in too. He wrote, hello, my dear Susan, I hope you're well. I'm fine too. I'm writing to you after many days due to the lockdown situation in Bangladesh. However, our club regularly listens to the RFI programs The Sound Kitchen, Paris Perspective, and Africa Calling. They give us joy. I wish you good health and long life. I wish you and all the members of the Chetou RFI fan club good health and long life, too. And David Coffey and Laura Angela Bagnetto send their sincere thanks for your compliments about their podcasts.
This is the Sound Kitchen. Sound Kitchen. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the first and only woman who won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival up until this year's winner. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to take a look at the Sound Kitchen and the RFI English Club's Facebook pages to see the lovely photos of the floral rangoli that Muhammad Shamim sent. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. This week, Erwan has chosen a piece by the American jazz pianist and composer Thelonious Monk called, Well, You Needn't. The title was inspired by the jazz singer Charles Beeman. Monk wrote a song and told Beeman he was going to name it after him, to which Beeman replied, Well, you need not. Monk is a giant in the jazz world. He made numerous contributions to the standard jazz repertoire, including Round Midnight, Blue Monk, Straight No Chaser, and, well, you needn't. He's the second most recorded jazz composer after Duke Ellington. Well, You Needn't is one of Monk's most popular tunes. I bet you'll recognize it. He wrote it in 1944 when he was the pianist at Minton's House, a club in Harlem in New York. Erwan chose the recording from the album Genius of Modern Music, Volume 1, recorded in 1951. Enjoy, and thanks again for another musical discovery, Erwan. Talk to you all next week. (laughs) 